Turn to the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, in prayer. We pray for your wonderful creation, the earth and its streams, mountains, creatures, and plants. Remind us of your wonderful gift of creation and empower us to live in your way, in ways that honor your intent for us, your human caretakers. We pray for all the leaders of the world that they may make wise choices for everyone and that they may lead us to honor and respect all people. May their words and actions lead away from oppression and violence and towards peace and possibility. We pray for those who live without resources we take for granted. We give thanks for those people and ministries who seek to help provide food, health care, and shelter to those in need, and we ask that you would bless and expand their efforts. On You Sunday, we give thanks for loving support our congregation gives to our middle school and high school programs. We pray that through all the ministries of our church, we would faithfully serve Christ in our community and the world. We pray for those who do not understand or not or have not experienced your love, that they may seek a deeper knowledge of you. We pray for your love to touch those who are hurting today, including those on our congregational prayer list and those in the hospital or sick at home. And also, we remember and pray for those who are grieving, especially we would mention those listed in our bulletin, as well as the family and friends of James Carter, sir, who just died this past week. God, you are our loving parent. Meet us now with open arms as we pray together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory. Amen. Hear the word of God. From the book Matthew, chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, located on page 792 in the Pew Bible. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning, everyone. I'm Natalie Perrick. I'm 16 years old and a sophomore at Plant High School. I serve as the student connector for Merge, which means I represent the Youth Council and give the youth input on several teams. Our theme this year for you Sunday is on baggage and the burdens we can carry with us throughout our lives. To me, baggage is a burden that can reflect on current and past events. Baggage can follow you anywhere, in the workplace, at school, at home, in your social life, and even at church. Baggage is different for every individual. For me, school is a huge burden that I carry with me everywhere. If I'm not stressing out the night before a test or carry or doing my homework in the car on the way to school, I'm in constant fear that I've never done enough. 
Knowing that Plant High School is one of the best schools in the nation, students may feel pressure from not only their parents, but from administrators to cram their schedules full of advanced placement or college credit courses. Students are not only stressed about academic challenges, but with the unspoken idea that you need to be involved in as many extracurricular activities as possible. These extracurricular activities can eat up your time and take away from your schoolwork, which is said to be the number one priority. With the constant reminder of college on the horizon, students can feel the weight of their parents, teachers, and their own approval on their shoulders. In my own experience, one class that has really knocked the wind out of me is AP World History. This is a fast-paced class which requires a lot of patience and attention. But I try to do as much as I can to look good on paper. But to look good on paper, I usually end up stretching myself too thin. And with no surprise, I end up having a complete breakdown, which I'm never, be, I'm never able to finish anything which I started, which doesn't look too good on paper. Preparations for a college application is easily a heavy burden. Although I haven't started to apply to college yet, thank goodness, I have applied to a boarding school in Indiana, which has exposed me to the application process. This alone has showed me that it's very important to show yourself as a well-rounded student, including good grades and many extracurricular activities, which for me is sports, clubs, being a good friend, sister, and daughter, and above all, giving thanks to God and turning to him when I am in need, and thanking him whenever and wherever I can. Knowing that God is there for me makes me feel overwhelmed with joy, which sounds crazy, but it's true. Once you forget about all the burdens from the past and things you can never change, like a bad grade on a math test, you can become a more faithful servant to God. There are many things that I know nothing about, and I'm sure my parents can tell you all about them. But I still feel like I have an obligation to know what to do next or how to proceed once I'm finished being a child. Listening to my parents and grandparents talk about the economy and the job market has made me aware of struggles outside of high school and a higher education. I have placed burdens on myself that aren't even existent yet. Things like how am I going to get a job after college or how am I going to get, how am I going to pay for, pay bills and will I have enough money to get a place to live or a car? All these things that you as adults are dealing with now are spinning through my head. Like, will I get married, and if I do, will it be in a timely fashion? Or will I have kids, and if I do, will I have a job that will support them? These are things that I'm guessing most of you have dealt with or deal with now. But I can't even imagine having to actually do these things like most of you have. As a young adult, it amazes me how someone can transition from being a teenager, only worrying about what to wear to school the next day and how to do logarithms, into a bill-paying working parent. Because as a kid... Everything your mother or father does seems so out of reach and automatic, like the things like they've been taught to do it since birth. But the things that seem automatic and that magically happen to you as a kid are not nearly as fun as when you have to grow up and do them yourselves. And for me, it's scary to think that soon I will have the burdens, like taking care and doing things that you and my parents must do now. Being able to rely on God makes it a whole lot easier to fathom the idea of these future burdens that are put onto everyone. With all the burdens that you and I might face, nothing is worth holding on to that would make you stray from God. Sometimes, burdens test our faith by overloading us with things that make us lose sight of what really matters, which is God. God can help us overcome all obstacles. 
from a big math test at school to a dispute with a colleague at work. God wants to be there for us, and he wants us to unload our baggage onto him. In the scripture, Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. To me, this means that no matter how large or small a burden we carry is, God will help us to unload and take a break. This scripture is telling us that it's okay to slip up, but as long as we fully rely on God to catch us, he will be there, not only to help us back up, but to hold us when we need him. God will be there for us, even when we feel the most alone, and he will be there for us when no one cares or no one can see us. This scripture is not only about unloading baggage that weighs us down now, but the baggage that is yet to come that will soon surround us with many burdens. Many people face real problems, such as war, being in charge of large companies, or even being responsible for other people's well-being. But with every burden we let go, the stronger our faith in God grows, and we can continue his work to spread his love and joy. The burdens that someone carries can affect not only them or their family, but an entire community as well. One thing that impacts not only an individual family, but a whole community, is death. As we all know, our church has lost several members due to different causes. These unexpected deaths can make a whole community come together to mourn. The death of a close friend or family member can add baggage to someone's life. Death, for me, is an uncomfortable subject to talk about, and thankfully, I myself have not had to deal with it in my own family that much. But that doesn't mean I don't feel for others. This past month, a man that has touched many lives around him, including my brother's, has passed unexpectedly, leaving a family and friends behind. During times of trouble, like the passing of a loved one, it is the most crucial time to turn to God for help. God can help by making the time pass and using that time for healing and acceptance. He can also work through others and use them to comfort or prepare food for mourning family members. I think that we can all take heart in what Jesus is trying to tell us when he says, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew chapter 11, verse 30. We could ask ourselves, what makes Jesus' burden so light? Is it because of his truly perfect obedience to God's laws? Or is it because that Jesus knows and relies fully on God and doesn't let anything in the way of his love? I think that it's a good mixture of both. Although we as humans can't be completely perfect, We can try to obey God's laws to the best of our abilities. And we should all trust God and never question his undying love for us. This should be a reminder to all of us that no matter the weight of our yoke or the heaviness of our baggage, we know that nothing can break the bridge that is between us and God. Jesus wants us to put our heavy, sinful burdens aside, or better yet, completely give them up to him. Because if you do, our lives will be filled with love and joy than if we let little things or even great painful burdens tarnish our relationship with God. And remember that we are the only ones that can allow these burdens to prevent us from letting God completely into our lives. Now, here's a skit based on baggage that will be performed by two high school students. You've heard this... My mic on? You've heard the saying... He's carrying a lot of baggage from his past, or avoid her baggage. But think about it. Baggage. 
We get it from other people by the things they do or say to us. And when we carry those things around, in essence, we carry baggage. We begin collecting baggage when we're just little kids. Someone calls us fat or says, I don't like you, or you can't hang out with us. You've heard that sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, guess what? It's one of the biggest lies you've ever been taught. Words can cut so deep, and if we don't learn to let go of those words and realize who we are in Christ, essentially what we do is we pick up baggage and carry it around. You see, we can't find our self-worth based on what other people think of us. We have to find our self-worth based on Christ and our relationship with him. But it doesn't always seem to be that easy. And as life goes on and we get a little older, we just tend to pick up more baggage. Sometimes we get baggage from people who are close to us, like a best friend. I know I was supposed to call you on behalf of my friend last night, but we talked for like three hours, and I really feel like we clicked. And I really feel like you're my density. And it, destiny meant destiny. I know we don't know each other very well, but I think... I think I love you. I mean, I love you so much, Brett. Gotta go. What's up? Not much. Hey, who were you talking to? My dad. You were talking to your dad? Yeah, my dad. Okay, because it sounded like you said Brett. I did. I said Brett. It's my dad's name. Brett. I thought your dad's name was Chet. It is. Uh, Brett's his middle name. Your dad's name is Chet Brett? <laughs> um, yeah, so sometimes I tell him how much I love him because he feels really bad about his name. That's cool. By the way, did you talk to Brett? The Brett you like? My Brett. Um, yeah, we talked. And? Well, he's not gonna be your Brett. He's gonna kinda be my Brett. Look, don't let this come between us. No, you look. I've told you since we were kids that I like this guy. And you're telling me that you talked to him on the phone last night and now you two are going out? No, it's not like that. We just really hit it off. Don't let this come between us. What do you mean, don't let this come between us? We're best friends. We've been best friends since kindergarten. Did he even like me at all? He says he just wants to be your friend. He just wants to be my friend? I would rather roll around on tacks and soak in lemon juice than just be his friend. Why are you doing this? We're friends forever. Don't let this come between us. Forever just got a lot shorter. You were supposed to be my best friend. Look, your friends are just trying to live life just like you are. And they may make some poor decisions, and you may get hurt by it. But if you don't learn to forgive, what you'll do is you'll pick up baggage and carry it around. You see, the thing about baggage is that we don't need other people to load it onto us. We do a pretty good job of dumping it onto ourselves when we compare ourselves to others. We think things like, I'll never be as popular as they are, or I'll never be as talented as they are. Why can't I be as good at sports as they are? And when we listen to those thoughts in our heads, we pick up more baggage. Or we find ourselves thinking, they have it made, 
And why is life so easy for them and so hard for me? I'll never make it. And when we buy into that lie, more baggage. Sometimes baggage comes from people who love you dearly, but they just don't realize that their words can cut like a knife. Sweetie. Hey, Mom. What happened out there? I don't know. The lights got in my eyes and the ball slipped. The lights got in your eyes? You lost the game because of that right there. I know. The lights got in your eyes? And the ball slipped. The ball slipped? How many times have we woke up at 5 in the morning before I went to work and you went to school, huh? You realize there were college scouts out there? The ball slipped, Mom. The ball slipped. Oh, hey, coach. <laughs> no, no, no. Butterfingers. Yeah, we'll work on it. What's the status? Still gonna play her for the next game? We'll talk about it. Are you crying? No. Don't cry. I won't. Get yourself. The ball slipped, Mom. Enough. I'm gonna go get the car. You're gonna go get your stuff. Is it alright for me to be a little disappointed? Our dreams too, right? Get your stuff. Our parents, they don't mean to hurt us. It's just that they've got baggage of their own. And when you don't deal with baggage, you pass it on. And for us, if we find our identity in anything other than our relationship with Christ, when we hold on, we pick up more baggage. It gets uncomfortable, tedious, and our natural tendency is to want to dump this baggage off on someone else. But it always backfires. Hey, sis, I was wondering if you could take Time out. What did you just do? Did you just walk into my room? You didn't knock. You didn't ask. You didn't say anything. You know that's not what you do. Go back out. Can I come in? Yes. I was just wondering if you could take a few of my friends and I to school. You're not doing this. What? Look, just because you and your little dorky friends are going to the high school does not mean that you and I are going to hang out. Because you're a freak, understand? People look at you and they think you're a freak. And if they find out that you're my little sister, then I'm a freak too. So no, I'm not giving you a ride. I don't care if you walk. I don't care if you crawl. I don't really care how you get there. But I'm not your chauffeur, understand? It's not my fault that Dad left. Why do you keep taking it out on me? Whatever. You know I'm right. Okay, I'm sorry. You're not sorry. Just sorry that I called you out. I had my bike to school. Hey, I said I'm sorry. And in the midst of dumping some baggage off on someone else, you only end up picking up more. And... And then there's this other bag. It's my sin. My secret sin. But it's cool because no one else knows about it. And I think I've got it under control. But maybe it's got control of me. Even though no one else knows about it, God knows. So we live our lives, and when we've got it all balanced out, then maybe no one can really tell. But sometimes it gets unbalanced, and we find ourselves struggling just to stay up. And then we remember the words of Jesus. Jesus. 
I have come that you may have life and that you may have it abundantly. But let's be honest, this isn't the abundant life. I can't walk straight. I can't keep my balance. And then I remember his words. Come to me, all you who are tired and worn out, and I will give you rest. That's what I want. So I say, Jesus, please, if you're willing, would you take this baggage from me? Because Jesus, I am miserable and I can't live this way anymore. Please take it. And you know what? He takes it. <laughs>